It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Hey, Sam, I showed up at your party like I said I I would. Yeah, who gave you the invite? Just kidding, Rachel. We are here at our cabin. It's amazing. This is like the most picturesque place anyone has ever podcasted. Honestly, this feels so like full circle because you have said that the first time you really experienced Taylor Swift. Was at the cabin. Was at the cabin. I didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yes, here we are. Episode 33. 33. And we are together. If if you've been listening to us since episode one, you know that this is a rare occasion that we get to be together. So fun. In person, recording a podcast. Um, and here we are. We are celebrating a, a cabin party. Our whole family is here. There's ants crawling on us. Um, but we've got cocktails in our hands, and we are ready to get into a very deep song. And that is perfect for a cabin aesthetic. It could not be more perfect. Taylor Swift has mentioned that when she first wrote Folklore, she envisioned it in a cabin in the woods. And literally where we are. Literally where we are. I like to think that Cardigan was, was one of the first songs that she wrote. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if we know. Do we? First song she wrote for Folklore? Yeah. Yeah, We don't know. But, um, I like to think that too. Um, and so, like, we're in our cabin in the woods recording the final song of the trilogy. Yeah. The love triangle. Mm-hmm. It could not be more perfect. I'm wearing my cardigan. Yeah, I'm wearing something of a cardigan. I don't know if the microphone is picking up, but there's a river in the background. I mean. There's birds. We're just making them jealous. Um. But yeah, Rachel, this is this is very exciting. We will definitely be getting into the episode, the song, shortly. But until then, how do we want to begin? What's going on in the Taylor world? Nothing much <laughs> is going on at the moment. Yeah, totally not a whole lot going on at the moment. Except that the Aries tour in the U.S. is done, which is kind of sad. Like, I, I mean, part of me is happy to have, like, a bit of a break because I was having so much, like... Well, those West Coast shows were hard to stay up for. Yeah, for real. So I need to get some rest um, after L.A. because that was exhausting. Um, I think we decided we want to do a Taylor Tea Time episode very soon. Yeah. Which is, of course, where we delve into all the all the tea that's going on in the Taylor world. There's but so much going on. We just have to mention, we were right. We were, we were clowning right. that we were right. on 8-9, her last show in L.A., she was going to announce 1989 Taylor's version She done did it. I mean, and the cutest thing was that, like, as she was announcing it, she knew that we knew that she knew (laughs) that we knew. The one where they all found out? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was the one where they all fall out. It was so fun. I I mean, I can't wait to get into that. But we have quite a big episode, and we're starting to get raindrops. Yeah. Um, So we don't want to waste any time. No. No, let's get into that. We, we, We can delve further into all the Taylor T 1989 I think we want to talk about Speak Now, Taylor's version. We have yet to delve into that. And if, and I think next week's episode. Um, until then, Rachel, yeah. are you doing good and on some new shit? Shoot, I am good. Did I you am, forget about it? No, I for, I remembered it, but I I, I still keep forgetting the, the name of the artist. The thing is, artists. also, Swiggies, um, there's no internet no, or cell reception I in know. our cabin, which is a beautiful thing. But it makes things a little trickier right. for research purposes. I, know. I was thinking that it would show like the last time I listened. I'm looking at your Spotify. You literally have um, reputation pulled up, so that can be your new shit. Well, uh, even though it's not new. No, I'm gonna. This is the, there's a song called that. Okay, you mentioned Julia Michaels a yes, while ago, yeah. And so I wanted to dive into some of her music. I did. It was great. Yes. 
Um, but as I was just doing general listening, there was a song that popped on. I'm doing dishes, and it's a song that she sang with someone else, and, and I'm going to have to put it in the show notes. Maybe you'll be able to. It's called Gone. Oh, I'm not familiar with that okay. one. That song blew me away. I had to like leave the, I'm like my, my, my player is in the other room. I'm in the, in the kitchen. So I'm just casually listening. And the song is really loud and it sounds almost like, kind of like, uh, I don't even know how to do it. It's like EDM kind of music going on, but then it like cuts out hmm. and it's quiet and it has piano. And then it goes, <laughs> and it cups out and it's quiet. I don't think piano. we need a sound clip. I think we're okay, good I with that. I think we just did it. Okay. <laughs> so look that one up. I stopped everything I was doing, went in to listen to it on repeat multiple times because it just blew me away. Mm. So So Julia Michaels is making uh, almost two episodes in a row, parents. Yeah. Big that's fan. Okay. That's great. No, that's a wonderful thing. Cool. All right. Um, my new shit is... Uh, we got another Olivia Rodrigo single. I did listen to it. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it is fun. <laughs> I actually, so fun. I wasn't, I was unsure. So the song is called Bad Idea, right? I'm not asking you. No, oh, that's what it is. Yes, I, was like, <laughs> I think it is actually. Um, yeah, Bad Idea, right? Question And mark. it's about uh, going back to an ex, to like hook up with an ex. Um, and that's like a bad idea, right? But, uh... It, it's it's so fun. It sounds a lot like... It reminded me of like a 90s punk rock song. Yeah, I, it was a different sound. Mm-hmm. Even different than Vampire. So but it, it kind of surprised it's me. Very different from Vampire, which was our first single that we we're getting. This yeah. album comes out in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of Olivia Rodrigo, you know, discussion on our podcast. I'm assuming. Fuck it, it's fine. Yes, I know. So that's the new shit this week. It's a super fun song. She really leans into this like story that she's telling in the song. It's fast. It's upbeat. It's super cheeky. Um, it's like she's sort of like making fun of herself in a way. It's very honest. It's great. So fine. So that's that's my new shit this week. But it has nothing to do with the song that we're gonna get into. It's. I mean, does it? Bad idea, right? Question mark actually lands mm. right into part yeah. of my conversation. Interesting. So okay. I well, we're gonna save that. We'll get into it. Um, but let's let's cut, let's bring up our swigs because I, I keep forgetting. I'm we're, like we're cheating and we're already swigging on them. Yeah, a little usually bit. we wait to take our first yeah. sips until we get to this portion of the podcast. We like to keep it secret. But, but we've been together this whole time, so it's not yeah. really that secret. I'm just pulling a fly out of my drink right now. And I'm whacking away mosquitoes. Um, cheers, Rachel. Cheers. So. We got to talk about the song. Or we got to formally introduce. All right. Okay. So. You sound like you're annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The song of the week is technically your pick. It's our yeah. pick. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's true. It's um, our pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the song of the week is our final song, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. of our trilogy, The Love Triangle on Folklore. We are discussing Cardigan. But I knew you dancing in your Levi's drunk under. Cardigan, yeah, the third and final installment of the trilogy of folklore. Uh, we we sort of, I think, agree that maybe this was the first of the three songs that she wrote. It is the first song that we hear on the album, um, but chronologically, it's it comes last, right? On the album? No, chronologically in the timeline of the story. Um, I'd say so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There are several theories about this song. Um, we will get right into that but uh let's discuss what we're swigging on rachel yeah. um i went first last week you have to go first okay my, my okay so my cocktail is sort of like as if my drink was singing the song cardigan because okay. it's speaking it's speaking to me the drink is speaking to me okay. it feels like it feels like i when it felt like an old cardigan under someone's bed. Uh-huh. I poured it into a glass and put it on as it was my favorite. Because here's the mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite cocktail in the world. Okay. 
And since we've started our podcast, I have strayed so far away from making this cocktail for myself. Mm. I've gotten so uh-huh. creative with so many other cocktails, and I feel like the old-fashioned is sad mm-hmm. that it has not, you know, been that I haven't haven't been drinking them. Mm. So have you been having us like a summer fling with somebody else, like other cocktails? Many, many cocktails. <laughs> um, there are many August version cocktails. Um, so anyways, all that to say, I made an old-fashioned. Uh-huh. Uh, particularly a smoky old-fashioned. Yeah. The, s- the smoke lingered. What's the word? What's the lyric? I, um, you didn't know that the smoke would hang around? This hang time? around this long? Thank you, yes. yes. So it's a smoked old-fashioned. That's my favorite cocktail of all time. I just haven't had one in like so long because uh, I've been excited about all the other cocktails I've been making for this podcast. Um, so, so yeah, it's a rye old fashioned with a special blend of local bitters in here in Colorado, a touch of simple syrup, smoked glass. What did I use? Cherry wood, I think. Uh, I prefer hickory, but I didn't, I didn't have that. Um, a little orange slice to garnish it all. Love it. And I call it the old fashioned because that's the whole point. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, don't be mad because you really hate it when we make the same cocktail. Oh, really? You did that too? I couldn't tell what you were... I made the old-fashioned cardigan. Okay. It's the, I would call it the old cardigan under someone's bed, but okay. but you you insert the fashion there. Um, my, oh, my, I didn't even think of that. That old, yeah, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my flavor profile profiles are a little different. I actually made a cocktail last winter that I called the writing cardigan. Because okay. whenever I write, I wear a cardigan. It makes me feel cozy. And sure. um, I made this cocktail for some friends when we had a getaway and like a writing retreat. And getaway. That sounds car? car? No. Okay. No. Um, but so I immediately thought of this <laughs> cocktail. But that one was my favorite drink, which is a whiskey sour or any sort of version of a sour. Okay. Um, but what it, it did have is this rosemary syrup simple syrup mm. with a cardamom tincture oh okay cardamom tincture a, a tincture is something like bitters I, it's you make it so you basically make your own bitters essentially sure. yeah. and so um you just like let cardamom pods sit with vodka yeah for a while High proof, and clear yeah spirit. yeah so i forgot the cardamom tincture when i came up here so mm. and i didn't have any rosemary but we've got some amazing spruce trees and all use, around us right now i use rosemary to give essence of spruce anyway yeah. and yeah. so it was great to actually make a syrup using spruce tips mm. um spruce is a wonderful thing to make simple syrup but yes. uh, you have to be careful because pine is poisonous or, yeah or, there or certain, or certain certain types of pine yes certain pine is so make sure it's spruce enough Sp- yeah spruce is different than pine technically so yeah make sure it's spruce so okay. if you're listening to this right now don't just go out and cut any right. evergreen tree there are totally. some that are toxic but spruce is great. Yeah. So uh, I made a simple syrup with cardamom, ground cardamom Yum. and spruce. So that was the sugar in my old fashioned. Okay. And then I put a little bit of walnut bitters because oh. I just thought it sounded rich. I used a scotch whiskey because mm. of the smokiness. I wanted mm-hmm. the smoke to linger, stay stay around this long. How did we make the same because thing? Like, uh, my, my reasoning is totally different than and, your yeah, reasoning, but yet we still landed with the same thing. I know. How do we do that? I guess we're related? Yeah, I guess. All right, cheers. I do want to try yours. Sure. Okay. Yum. I just love a spruce drink. Mm. Like, you know that about yep, me. Yep, I yep. I like mm. the smokiness in that. I don't get the cardamom. No, I think I wish I would have had the cardamom tincture because it can really have really more control. really concentrated, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, should we just keep rolling? That's couple couple rolling. sprinkle raindrops falling on us, but we're holding out for now. See, um, why, why don't you give a, a start to what would you say is the spirit of cardigan? Okay, I was afraid you wanted me to. Lead. I can start. No, you no, know, no. you know, I like to do that. Well, okay. Here's, I have notes written down, and I am going to pull those out. But main, those are mainly for the lyrics. The spirit of the. Okay, I think we need to acknowledge something here that there are several theories about the spirit of the song cardigan now ultimately it is the story of the perspective of the woman named betty that james has sung about that august was the opposite of um we've we 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 know betty 
is the woman that James cheated on. And this is finally her story that she's telling. That's basically, I think, what Taylor was trying to go for. But there's other spirits to this song besides just being the, the third part of the story mm-hmm. of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can relate this to Taylor's personal life mm-hmm. and her career. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 if, if I were to shorten it, I, I think of this as this is a response to the situation. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, especially when, when if it's years from now, and she's hinted at, Taylor has hinted at that she wrote this from the perspective of years later. Um, looking back on the relationship. And I think all along, I'll have to say I had a change of theory as I was all along. I thought, and you could hear it in my voice when I'm in Betty, because I'm angry that Betty invited James in Mm. because I, it's been thought, it was hinted at by, by Taylor that, that like they had a relationship. Right. But I think in my theory is that this was her saying, was her talking about the predicament that she was in, that he put her in to begin with, because this was a relationship, a love that she loved very much. And then he gaslighted her. Like he tricked her. He convinced her to come back. He accept him back. And this is her looking back on that almost, I think for herself to say like, but this is why. And this is, these are, this is what I was waffling between. The good things that were the things that I realized would be good if I took them back, and the things that I realized would be really tough, and we'll we'll get into that later. But I think we talk about that a lot. That when we have these later years songs, these more mature songs of Taylor's, are a lot of her reflecting on relationships in the past and being able to see all the sides of it. I think mm-hmm. now. Do you think that this the story, the song is being told years after the incident, after he cheated? I think so. Because Taylor did mention something about 20 years later. No. She said this was... A, we're going to get into that. Yeah. I, I don't this think so. And, I'll, and I, will, I will discuss once we get there. I think people think that. But I think once you get to it, there's a different way of thinking about that. But I actually have a, even another theory, Sam. Okay. You Do you want to get into it now? Sh- sure. This is this is the time for theory talk. Sure. It's something to think about, and I'll, there's more specific later that I will get into. Okay. Have you listened to the cardigan notes, the voice note, the voice message that she left for Aaron Dessner when she first wrote this? Well, I have... I Not, not in preparation for this episode. I've listened to it in the past, and there are different lyrics... Yeah. For Cardigan. I, I, I didn't so, research that. There's some lyrics. There's a, a section that's a little bit different and that is more about, can be connected more to Taylor's life and her relationship. And I think that this was a song that she originally wrote. This is why I think she wrote it first. She wrote it reflecting on, I don't know who it's reflecting on. I still think it was Joe. But I think it was like, because so many songs about Joe have this like, it was great and wonderful, and then we got into a fight. It has hints, the OG part, has hints of, like, you'll come back to me. Like, they had a fight, and that was just what that is, but you'll cool off. And the beginning part of the song does have a lot more connected to Taylor's life. Yeah. I think she wrote it, then get, got this idea for a love triangle, and yeah. shifted it around a little I bit. I agree with this. To make it less... To make it fit yes. with the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think you're right. I think the song came about first from a totally different concept that she then later created this whole trilogy yes. from. Is that what you're saying? Yes. There's also a theory. You know, I love Emily and Bonnie of Chats and Reacts. Totally. Their theory is that Taylor's actually singing to her fans. Like you would come back to me. She thinks her fans strayed from her. And then the you'd come back as the fans, and they have really interesting bullet points. Um, that's a that's a fun theory as well. That we'll just link to that whole video. Okay. I won't get into it, okay. but th- that's what's fascinating about the song, and and so many of Taylor's songs. It's the reason why we call it, you know, the lyrics with a twist, because there are so many different meanings that one can interpret. That Taylor doesn't choose to 
confirm or deny any of these theories because I think it's so fun for us, the listeners or fans to speculate and maybe put it in our own perspective based on how we kind of want to hear the yeah, story. Like you can, however I, you want. I think, yes, I, I, I'm just going to go with like that. This is Betty's song. Yes. And you know, we are doing the trilogy. This is the third part, but like going into this discussion with you, Rachel, I think it's, it's, great that we acknowledge that there are so many different angles and I'm sure we will kind of touch on these angles once we break yeah. down some of these lyrics but for the most part we're going to stick with the trilogy because that's what we've been doing yeah I think that's the spirit that's the spirit Speaking of spirits cheers, cheers. I'm just going to take advantage of clinking glasses with you because I can I'm getting spruce tips uh, garnish straight up my nostrils I know that's the thing about spruce tip garnishes you got to really it's going to tickle your nose Ugh, but it feels great the smell of spruce is a wonderful thing all right uh, speaking of wonderful things, <laughs> the music of this song. Musical mixology. I'm going to just start off with what I think is the coolest part of this song, and it is the very beginning. Mm-hmm. With a, What do you hear? I he- hear high heels on cobblestones. Oh. It sounds a little bit, a little bit like a ticking clock. I really wanted my phone on me because I had the song saved, and I was like, that would actually be kind of fun if we could, like, Play it. Play it while we're discussing I it. Probably, I don't necessarily I need I to include it in the episode. No, I have it. If you have it downloaded, obviously yeah, we no, need I everything downloaded. I think I have downloaded. it downloaded. I think I have that. If option. you have it downloaded, why don't you play that intro really quickly? Oh. I hear the high heels. Want to do it again? She's walking fast. Yes. <laughs> I never thought of that. Um, it's just such a unique sound. What is that meaning to you? So, I mean, there's the lyric, high heels on cobblestones. Like I said, I think that this is her (laughs) reflecting back on the relationship. And I think she's walking on cobblestones similarly to the, to the time when this must be a thing that she said before to, to James, like, I love doing this. Or maybe they like have this. Uh, because he was walking on cobblestones and thought of her. Yes, yeah. So I'm thinking she's walking on cobblestones and having nostalgia for this relationship. And this is when she starts to remember some things. Do you have any musical moments that you're loving? I think I want to mention this was released as the first single. Yes. I think the only That's single. It. Is it considered the only single? I think Betty was People a single. People were confused if Betty was or not because it was released, it was released on, on country, country radio. but I don't know if it's considered a single. It's hard to know what the rules are. And, and this was like the first single we've ever gotten from Taylor that wasn't like a, a, a like a pop, bop hit. Well, I mean, I, that's not true. I mean, like her country songs that were singles weren't pop. But like though all, every single that she's released up until Cardigan was like a radio type song. Yes. And though this might have played on the radio, I don't think it charted actually no it did chart number one but it's just it's a different sound i mean that's that's folklore as a whole it's like a sound that we've never heard from taylor before and this was the one that was chosen as the lead single she created a music video it's the only music video we have from folklore so when you talk about the sound for an artist like taylor swift for a woman of her like global superstardom status to release a single especially a surprise drop single but have it to be a sound like cardigan where it's so subdued and so moody is it moody yeah is just like a a mic drop type of move yes because it's just like you know for artists rely on singles to promote their albums and it's got to be a really catchy single with like a great hook and like a, a beat that you can like vibe with. And this doesn't have those like stereotypical sound qualities that a pop star would have. So anyways, I just I, I just think that's unique that this this is like a single yeah. that, you know, introduces the non-Swifty to what the album is as a whole. The way that the chords in the verses actually don't complete a little bit. They leave you like hanging. They there's not a, a completion or whatever or a like resolve to the chords. 
and and you don't notice it and then till you get to the chorus when she's like but i knew you is a point when it actually resolves and it feels Mm. and this person said quote it's like coming home oh wow and i i feel that yeah and i think that that was so interesting and you do you you like you almost relax when she says that because it's almost like it's like like you're almost like the tension is building and then she releases the tension with the choruses and it has a little bit to do with the lyrics so let's get into what those lyrics are all right this next section we like to call the lyrical twist taylor twist of it all taylor twist just like on a cocktail it ain't finished until you put a good twist on it one of the best written songs that she's ever done lyrically there are just so many twists to this song. Mm-hmm. The analogies, the metaphors, the strengths, the emotion, it, tr- it transgresses through all of these things. Yeah. The poetry, the word choice, the vocabulary. It's like, it's like, uh, I mean, uh, Taylor Swift in the modern age is not considered to be one of the world's greatest poets. You know, who do we think of? Yeats, uh, Robert Frost, Longfellow. I hope that posthumous, I mean, I don't want Taylor Swift to ever die, but I can't imagine a world where she will not be revered as a poet. When you have songs like Cardigan, because it's like so beautifully... uh, I'm not a poet. (laughs) I'm really bad at articulating but she has not. All I'm trying to say is I just think that the the way she can like just give you information and metaphors in like a deep meaningful way without just telling you straight up is really showcased in the song Cardigan. Totally. And I wanted to lead off with that. Also, Quill Pen song. Oh, yeah. This is a Quill Pen all without the way. Without a doubt. Yeah. That's an obby. A very, very Quill Pen song. Um how do you want to start the lyrics? Well, the first, let's just, I, I think we need to go through the whole, entire first verse because I feel like it's kind of a, a, a collection. Okay. Vintage tea, brand new phone, high heels on, cobblestones. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. There's a line that we're going to hear repeated throughout the song. Yes. Okay? Yes. So that was a point I wanted to make. That's, yeah. yeah, that's like, okay, we can, we don't have to keep going, but I, I would say I didn't know this until, until I, you know, it was pointed out to me by someone. <clears throat> read it that <laughs> if you read this first entire verse you can connect it to taylor's life yeah you can connect it to her eras in fact you can connect it starting i think in 1989 into new york city to me i think before you think before vintage tees okay is very much the aesthetic of red, I think. Okay. Because well, red was when she moved to New York City. I, I shouldn't have said 1989. I thought it was 1989. It was New York City. You've mentioned this before, and I didn't correct you in that moment. I, I feel like 1989 was... I don't think... Because Welcome to New York. Yes, but she... Did she timeline actually during Red Era move to New York During Red City? Era, she moved to New York City. That makes that's, sense. Because then that's she point. wrote 1989 about New York. Yes. Okay, so the vintage tea thing. You know, Red, she sings a lot about, like hipster and indie cool records uh-huh. and the vintage tea sort of fits yes. that aesthetic to me yes so and, and vintage tea brand new phone is like a 20 something living in the hipster era mm-hmm. so i get vintage tea brand new phone mm-hmm. starts with red yeah okay and then what's the next line well it's high heels on cobblestone that's new york yes absolutely in fact taylor swift said that that's one of the lines we've mentioned this before that she has some lines that she's written down and Meet me behind the wall was yep. one of them. Mm-hmm. High heels on cobblestones was something she wrote oh. once in a notebook and said I wanted to use that sometime. Okay. I get you know. I, that I, gives me 1989. High heels on cobblestones because she yeah. was like going out, going out. She lived in lived in the West Village, Greenwich Village, cobblestone streets. Cobblestone streets. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But also that lyric, high heels on cobblestones. I mean, what would that be? The high, if you're, I've never worn high heels on cobblestones. Have it's, you? It's not smart. It cannot be good. It seems a little unsteady, and I think that's what she's trying to convey here, is that, you know, if she's singing as Betty about this relationship, she's singing about this relationship being not perfect. 
And that's what I'm getting with high heels on cobblestones. It's a little like wobbly. So here's another thought is, and, and, and you'll see some of these like contrasting ideas. So it's vintage, wearing vintage clothing, but then like wanting the latest iPhone is uh-huh. a very like contrasting thing mm. that I think a, a young person might do. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like very common. Like a 17 year old Betty? Is yeah. that what you're saying? A 17 year old Betty, a 20 year old Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And when you are young, they assume you know nothing, nothing, but that's like a thing that, that people would say young people do like, oh my God, why? Like as a 41 year old woman, I would not wear high heels on cobblestones because I would break my bottom. Yeah. You'd know (laughs) your bottom. (laughs) Yeah. I'd fall. You know, we have explicit content on there. I know. You can say (laughs) B-U-T-T. I don't like that word. I'd rather say ass before I say bottom. Okay. Before you say butt. Weird, but moving on from that. (laughs) So what I think is amazing is that when you're young, you also get to try on a bunch of different things. You get to be, you get to like, like vintage, but also want new. You get to like do something dangerous, like wear high heels on cobblestones. You, again, if we continue on, sequin swat, smile, black lipstick, sensual, politics. Those are some things that are, again, contrasting. Does this give you reputation i mean literally yes yes sequins and black and then sensual politics literally gives love where she talks about right but what i i want i don't understand so we can easily put this first verse into taylor swift's eras how do you put it into betty's story so my theory is betty's remembering when she was young She's naming the things that you do when you're young. You try on all these different things. I see. You try on all these different characters. Okay. You, tr- you, you That's what you do when you're young. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that maybe she either lived in New York City or moved to New York City after. For Betty? Yes. It definitely takes place in and around. I mean, yes. we talk about the highlight. Yes. This is. This is. Right. This is giving New York City. Yeah. For sure. And, and I think August, I was picturing like Long Island, the the Hamptons. We talked about it yes. in August, which is where James goes and yes. cheats is our theory. But So uh-huh, maybe uh-huh. they lived in New York City. Maybe in this story, they like she was in college. Like mm-hmm. we said he goes back to school and there's dances and whatever. It could have also been college. Like we don't know that. Sure. Homeroom? Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Was he dating an older woman? I don't know. He would. He would, yeah. Now, okay, remind me, we kind of graced over this. Do you think Betty, what, how how far after the incident of James cheating on Betty is Betty singing this song? I think this is years later, just remember. Years later? Yes. Years later. I do later. think this is years later. I don't think that means that she was with him for years. I think that is left open-ended at the end, and I'll get to that. I mean, we sort of wrapped up our Betty discussion with she takes him back. I think she takes him back, and she's remembering when she took him back, and she's almost reflecting on why she took him back. Like that—that that was song. in the song, in and that, this, in this in song cardigan. in Cardigan. Okay, but then you think they? Broke I think up? it fizzled out. Yeah. But Taylor Swift does say in the folklore, Long Pond Studio sessions documentary on disney plus she says she does taylor swift sorry taylor swift sees betty and james together at the end of the day at the end of betty yeah they got together no not at the end of betty the song at the end of the story at the end of the the tale yeah like when does the tale end like when they die (laughs) no i think the tale in I think that the love triangle, yes, I think they were together. I still think mm, this we think, is we think years later. But, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fine. <laughs> <laughs> this song, I also think, was written like as if the relationship was the, the thing that died. Yes. Betty wrote this. She didn't write it. She's singing about this. This is her story about the relationship after it's ended. But... I get the impression that Taylor wants them to be together at the very end of the day. I don't know. 
Interesting. I think she wanted to leave it open and she loves doing that. I think I think she yeah. wanted to say they did get together. Did they stay together? That's a whole other story. Mm. Did she get together with Joe? But didn't stay together. That's a whole other Whoa, story. Whoa, you brought Joe into this? Yes, I'm telling you, I think the song was originally written about Joe. Before we get into the chorus, um, in this first verse, she repeats twice, when you are young, they assume you know nothing. And then we will also get that line later on in the song as well. Yep. But she repeats it twice. I should say she repeats it once. She repeats it, is my point. She sings it twice. And I think that's important because Betty feels like her emotions are it, it, her emotions for James her emotions for the love that she had with James her emotions of feeling betrayed and cheated on are very valid and oftentimes if you're young and a teenager maybe she feels like they assume you know nothing like your feelings don't matter yeah. oh yeah but she feels so strongly about what this love with James was mm-hmm. And she's reflecting on that. And that's why she repeats it. It's like, when you are young, they assume you know nothing. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. And then the chorus hits. But I knew you. Uh Uh-huh. And here's what I did know. What I did know is our relationship. What I I did know was our love. You. I knew you. And I knew what you meant for me. Yes. And this is what she sings. And I knew of the heartbreak. Like, I think August was blindsided. Augustine? Yeah. The, the woman, August? Yes. Yeah, okay. Augustine was blindsided. Betty is saying, nope. I knew you. I knew you would cheat on me. I knew you'd come back to me. And I knew yeah. it would be hard. And I knew it was a mistake. And I knew I couldn't not do it. Ah, man. She did. She did know that. Yeah. But, like, she can't help it. That she right. loves him. She's and, saying, and she and knows him so well. I knew all this. Maybe you think, like, well, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have taken him back. Because I said that, right? No, yeah. but she's saying, no, this is why I knew, because I knew all those things. Don't and tell I, me I didn't know. Because I know you so well, because I fucking love you, because we've been through it. Yes, oh. and, I, and I've and i been through it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> is this a chorus? This song is remarkable. It is. All right, so so we got a chorus, and... And it's, it, I just, I love her. Why don't you read the lyrics? I knew you dancing in your Levi's, drunk under a streetlight. I, I knew you. Hand under my sweatshirt. Baby, kiss it better. I. Um, yeah, stop there. I'm going to. Yeah. So this, like I mentioned that the chorus comes, like comes around and makes you feel like home. But these, this is when she's talking about, these are the happy memories. These are the things that I loved and remember. And I also think. Baby kiss it better, and we'll get again when she talks about the stars around my scars. I think she had a bad breakup before James, and he said, mm-hmm. I would never do that to you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so, like, that bitter, because she's like, this is how you turned turned on me. Yeah, I think we're jumping ahead. We are, we are. But okay. I think that baby kiss it better is an example of he's... This is like he was fixing it. He w- or he was like kissing her wounds, if you will. Okay, the- I was very much wondering what it meant because prior to that, she sings "Hand Under My Sweatshirt." Like <laughs> he's getting a second base here, and yeah. then she says "Kiss It Better." It's very sultry. See, y- yes, but like, okay, I don't want to. Like, it's weird to talk about kids, but like. Like I, I'm gonna say the phrase like kiss your boo boo or like like your when you're hurt like kiss wants you to kiss it and make it better. Uh, yeah, I get that. So that's I get what that. I was I thinking of. Okay. Kiss it better. Kiss it, make it better. Is is mm-hmm. like the words that were left off. Mm-hmm. But I do like how she's very specific in the details because she knew him so well. She remembers his Levi's. She remembers what they were doing drunk under a streetlight. Yeah. Um, I think that's like early in the relationship that they were getting, you know, very physical with each yeah. other. They're getting um, hot and heavy in the street. He, yes. This is why I think it's Joe. You think the song is about Joe? No, I think, I do think she wrote it about Joe to begin with. I think all of her music that she wrote, once she, like a lot of her songs, had 
moments, like, I don't think we would have thought it. She pulls from her personal experience, right? Which we talked about this. I mean, and there's so many moments of, like, being in New York City and and songs with him and, like, Kiss It Better. There's songs where she said, like, you know, you made it better. Like, you made me feel better after, like, the drama that she went through. Yeah. Okay, this is, I didn't mention this in my cocktail. The reason I used cardamom... Because it sounds like cardigan. Cardigan! <laughs> that was a very important note. That's cute. That's hilarious. Okay. I love that. Um, okay. I almost and... put my drink in a koozie. Because that's like a cardigan for a drink. <laughs> but I didn't want to <laughs> do that. That's kind of cute. Okay. And when I felt like I was an old-fashioned cardigan <laughs> under someone's bed, you put me on and said I was your favorite. All right. Let's oh, talk about that. Okay. <laughs> there's so there are so this is what I wrote so many meetings okay there are many many different meanings you could you know um, choose to believe for what this whole concept of cardigan is Um, I read online you put me on Mm -hmm. and said I was your favorite that Mm -hmm. you put me on Mm -hmm. can mean putting me on means to mislead or to lie to yeah which in a way is what James was doing but I I choose to believe that what Betty is singing about here is that he came back to her. Yeah. Yes, I do think that. But we know about Taylor is she writes, she chooses her words. Or she writes it and then she's like, you know what? That's also going to be great because it also sounds like it could be that. Like, I think she intentionally chooses words. Because they could have different meanings. Not because she yeah. wants it to be different meanings or because it has a totally different meaning, but because it can be used and understood in a lot of different ways and mm-hmm. still make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the cardigan concept is... Is it tacky? No. Okay. I feel like... I, I, I sometimes think that it's tacky. I think because... The cardigan as a clothing item, I think, is a little tacky. What? You don't, don't you... own a cardigan? You no. seem like a cardigan guy. No, I definitely don't own a cardigan. I have owned cardigans in the past. I remember I had one from Gap that was, like, so baggy. And Men's I... cardigans are, like, really in. I, I don't... I, maybe I'm going to cut this from the episode. I, I feel like I, I, cardigan is just not a very flattering clothing item for me. So... Okay. Pers- I just don't like that. Then, as a woman, allow me to get, fill you in yes. on a cardigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I know what a cardigan means. I no, mean, I know what like, like, its purpose is. It's actually, for one, it's a very smart piece of clothing because it's a layering item. And women love to have layering items, okay? Because we need... It, it, it might be April 25th, and it's the perfect temperature. You might need a, just a light cardigan. <laughs> There's a movie we haven't brought in. Miscongeniality <laughs> reference. Uh, there you go. Okay. So, but so a cardigan is great because it can be, it can be, if it suddenly gets cold, you can throw a cardigan on. Okay. Also, it feels. <laughs> All I can hear is miscongeniality. I know. I know. I know. Also, it feels like a blanket around you. Like it's cozy. Like you it's like. It's not I, stiff. Yeah, a yeah. cardigan is is it's not, and, yeah. and even is better than a sweater where you have to pull it over your head. It's like itchy and scratchy. A cardigan is something you can like drape over your shoulders. No, I get it. Okay, so you can have that. a favorite cardigan, and then you lose a cardigan. Especially when do you lose that cardigan? Probably in the summertime because you don't need it. You discard it. Oh my gosh. And you don't realize you need it until it gets cold. Oh my gosh. Yes. James is I'm go I'm 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 mad at James again. Okay, good. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to this side. So oh. so toss this cardigan under his bed because he's not needing that. It's hot and he's getting hot. Mm. And now it's cold because she's giving him the cold shoulder. And he's like, I could really use a cardigan right about yeah, now. Yeah. What was that favorite cardigan of yeah. mine? Oh, that's right. She's at school. Okay. So now you've been schooled on women's fashion. <laughs> and yes, it's like now that's a that's another meaning I meant of a cardigan is like, why do you need a cardigan now? Because it's fall and you're back to your fall girlfriend. Totally. And when, and when, when James was not with Betty, when he was with August, it was literally the summer. It was literally August. We're running, we're rolling around in bed sheets. We don't need cardigans. <laughs> Mm-mm. So yeah, this is an amazing metaphor, an amazing 
use of a term, and it's it's stunning. A friend to all is a friend to none. Chase two girls, lose the one. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. That's the only second... Those are the only lyrics of the second verse. This, the first verse is definitely longer, that's and I think true. that's interesting. That that's true. She just kind of goes right back into the chorus after saying that. Um, I feel like this isn't super deep. Well, okay, so... Do you have thoughts? I, I do. I was remembering when we were talking about August, you kept talking about that he didn't choose August, and you're like, I don't know why I keep saying that. Like, she wasn't the chosen one. Right. And I was remembering that... Like, some people could say, it's interesting how you chase two girls, but you lose the one. So this could be interpreted that, like, he lost August, and he chose somebody else. I don't think that that's what this says. I think Betty is calling her the one. The one. She is the one. And he lost it. When you chase two girls, you don't lose, you lose the one that you were supposed to be with. Yeah, the one that matters. And I also think it's interesting. important, yeah. Think we're gonna get more connections to the one as we keep going because I kept hearing it. Yeah, so I, I I thought that was a really interesting play on on words there, and which is another reason why maybe it hints at he doesn't have Betty. He does eventually lose Betty because of that. Yeah. So this is the point next, but I knew you played playing hide and seek and giving me your weekends. Yeah, Betty's like kind of admitting that she was aware. He was, she was maybe not the only one. Yeah. Um, he was being secretive, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and not giving her everything. Like, mm-hmm. you're only, if you're only giving someone your weekends, then they're yep. only getting part of you. Yeah. But I also really love the hide-and-seek connection, mm-hmm. because it's like playing into that childlike immaturity. Yeah. That's true. Um, Which James is Yeah. very childish. Right. I yeah. mean... He's young and knows nothing. He's only 17. He's only 17. Uh, I knew you, your heartbeat on the high line. I do think the high line, import, the importance of using the high line in there is just connecting it back to New York City because New York City has always been a character in her love stories, and at least in the last... Well, usually a character in her narrative, her personal yes, narrative story. her personal narrative as well as... But now she's putting it, you know, in the love. fiction. You know, our, we're assuming this to be a fictional song. Um, she's putting her characters in New York City, too. Yeah. All right. To kiss in cars and downtown bars was all we needed. Now, I thought this was interesting because at the end of Betty, he says, like, kiss, you know, kissing in my car again. Mm-hmm. Almost like, and I said in that episode of Betty, like, it was like, remember, babe, that's like our thing, the kissing cars, you know? Um... But also, we get a. This is another big Joe reference. If this song was written written about Joe, because so many of their songs mention kissing in cars and downtown bars and mm-hmm. like those kinds of references. You do stars around my scars, but now I'm, I'm bleeding. bleeding. That is such a bomb line. Now, do you change out your phone case with that quote <laughs> regularly, or is that no, always on your I phone just case? Got these so I've been wanting to, I wanted to put a whole bunch all over, but this was the only, I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I just put one on and I might change it out because Ra- I've got a Rachel's whole bunch Rachel's phone of case have a little, has a little window in it with, mm-hmm. uh, where you can insert. She inserted the lines, you drew stars around my scars. Which, here's what's amazing about this line. Is that line itself, if you take that line alone, that is gorgeous. And it's an amazing idea that if someone draws stars around your scars it's almost like they made something beautiful from what you had or where you're healing mm-hmm. and that's where I get the sense that like she was healing from a rough relationship and he came in but now I'm bleeding because you scarred me again in the exact yeah. same spot yes yeah no yeah I think the the shape of a star is interesting if he's trying to make her scars like feel better the star is an interesting shape. I, I know why Taylor wrote it that way because it literally rhymes with yeah. scar, but like instead of a heart, you know, or like yeah. even just a circle, but it's a star. There could be some well, I'm, I'm, meaning I, behind I that. I picture a constellation, I, like um, drawing a constellation, mm. which is another way of like making sense of something, like mm-hmm. finding beauty in something and finding shape in something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
This is why I have a question in the next line, because I knew you stepping on the last train. So... This part also confuses me. The last train can be kind of... Like, it's the last train. It's almost like a last-ditch effort, which almost seems like... Mm. James was, like, trying his last-ditch effort to convince her, like, which was coming to the front porch light. But... I'm picturing Betty's watching him leave. That's what I was going to ask you. Is it is it the last train to come see her? Or is the last train leaving her? No, I think, he's, I think he's leaving her. Um, mark Me Like a Bloodstain is just another one of her references to, like, getting stained. But she yeah. Wine-stained yeah. dress. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I Knew You Tried to Change the Ending... Gosh, another great reference to Peter a story. Losing Wendy. So, I don't remember the story oh, that Peter is, Pan. Okay, this is essential. Okay, so Peter wanted to never grow up. Right. He wanted to stay in a fantasy. Peter. Wendy didn't want to, and she wanted to move on and grow up. And that's, I think, her. What James is trying to do, like, live in this fantasy world, yeah, have yeah. what he wants when he wants it, and not grow up and like face the realities. So what does Taylor mean when she sings, try to change the ending Peter losing Wendy? Because it sounds like Peter did lose Wendy in the original story. Because yes. And so he's trying not to let that happen. He's trying, trying to, to change the ending when Peter loses Wendy. Like instead of making Wendy stay. He's trying to make Wendy stay in this fantasy. He's trying to make Betty stay in this fantasy. Try to James? Change the, yes. James. But Taylor, aka Betty, is singing the song. Like, is she saying... I knew you tried to change the ending. I knew you tried to change the ending by coming to me. Just like Peter losing Wendy. Okay. I thought it was like Peter losing Wendy was try- was the change. No. Okay. So Peter try to change Wendy the ending. the original story. She's saying Peter losing Wendy is the ending. Yes. But he's trying to change that. Yes. Exactly. Okay. That's confusing the way she phrases that. I knew you leaving like a father... Whoa. Gut punch. Yeah. yeah. Heartbreaking. It's also interesting because Taylor has such a great relationship with her father. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that reference alone could just, I mean, people can kind of understand what that is. Oh, I think many people can. Right? Yeah. And so she knew that that would be a connection. Running like water and you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. You just can't stop it. Yeah, those are deep deep lines and i think those those are the lines too so i i don't know if i've mentioned but cardigan was the song grew on me at first i i just didn't i i don't know it it wasn't my favorite it's not my favorite off of folklore by any means but the more that i listened to it the more i really like heard these lyrics it just shook me and it was these lines leaving like a father running like water those are i think i remember when I finally like, listened to the song, I was like, whoa, whoa, this song, man. Whoa. Yeah. Well, and so, and then she does, and when you were young, they assume you know nothing. Again, another repeated, Again. like, this is so important. Yeah. But what I think is interesting, this last parts before were um, what she knew she, sh- all the reasons why she knew she shouldn't take James back. And what we're about to get is another would we call these verse like another repeating section mm-hmm. and are what she knew would happen if she didn't so this kind of demonstrates the predicament that she was in and she knew all of this she was thinking about all of this so like i knew all these things that you were doing wrong to me but i knew you would linger like a tattoo kiss i knew you would haunt all of my lips like she knew if she didn't take him back that she would have these like haunting yeah. memories of him. Yeah, and um, I it's been great that we can break this song down because I never thought of it like this. I always just assumed when she says, "I knew you'd linger like a tattoo kiss," I was picturing him lingering on the thought of her, and mm. I, I thought what she was saying, but that's not at all what she's saying. She's saying he would linger in her mind. Yes, like the idea of him, the thought of him, is what would linger. Like a tattoo kiss. That's a well, really interesting way to describe yeah. something that lingers. And uh, do you remember when I mentioned in August that she like, hinted at a tattoo um, when she wanted to write his name on her back? Mm, yeah. And she couldn't get the tattoo, but Betty like, was, like, has that tattoo. The smell of smoke would hang around this long. Cheers, that's my that's my cocktail. 
here's what's interesting the smell of a burned relationship right yeah so it's not just like the smell of you it's like the, the smell of smoke right like that's essentially like yeah the, the fire that burned down the relationship yes. is out the fire is out but the smoke, smoke. is just stays yeah. around far yes. too long as a reminder of the pain of the downfall yeah. of the mistakes that were made I knew everything when I was young. Is this the first time she says I knew everything when I was young? Mm, I think so. And that's so important. Like she's she's reminding you now. Like this is a, this is I another thing I knew. I knew yeah. everything. I knew the things before mm -hmm. about what you did wrong, but I also knew these things would be bad. Mm -hmm. I knew I'd curse you for the longest time, chasing shadows in the grocery line. I knew I'd curse you for the longest time. Isn't she saying that she haunts him? Because she knows that. See, and I think of it as like any time she thinks she sees him, she curses his name. Like that's another like another emotion she would feel even if she wasn't with him. Mm -hmm. She would be like, damn you, James. I mean, so you think maybe she, she, she was cursed, like he was haunted? She thinks he would be haunted? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's I think I it think. could go either way. I like yeah. my version better, but it's fine. What is your version? That she would curse him whenever she thought she saw him because she would remember him and be like, Damn you, James. Well, I don't think she's evil. No, but you still are like, dang. Yeah. I think you are. I think she's also showing another example of the feelings she would have. She would have the sadness about the smoke lingering and the tattoo, tattoo kiss. But then she would also have the just like, ah, I can't believe that happened. can't believe I'm still seeing you in the grocery store line. Yeah. All right. This is the next part is the part that connects us back to Betty. I knew you'd miss me once the thrill expired and you'd be standing in my front porch light. 313. Same mm -hmm. as Betty. Same as Betty when he goes mm -hmm. to her front porch. Yep. Uh, and I just love that she knew yeah. he would come back to her. She knew this. It's another thing yeah. that she knew. Yeah. I knew you were bad. <laughs> I knew I would miss you. And I also knew you would come back to me. She's like, because I'm all that in a bag of potato chips kind of you know yeah sort of like what she's saying <laughs> not, he, not literally <laughs> i wish she would have yeah, someday she needs to write a song i was like i'm all that and a bag of potato <laughs> chips i just wrote she, it for you taylor she would <laughs> i can i can hear it now but she's gonna close her concert with that song. <laughs> <laughs> close it all up we're started but we get uh here we are repeating i knew you'd come back to me mm -hmm. you'd come back to me and you'd come back to me but here's what's interesting, and you'd come back. What ends it? But she doesn't finish. Yeah. And that's why I think she leaves it open-ended. As a, but did you stick around? Like what happened? These are all the things I knew that could happen. So what was my journey? Mm. I don't know. Does James repeat no. anything in Betty? James, how does James? How's Betty end? I mean, how, does how does Betty James end, end his, story? his story? With stop at a streetlight, you know I missed you. Boom, boom. Yeah, like he doesn't repeat anything. He's like, it's just, just like you said, like really simple. Simple-minded. Simple-minded. Mm -hmm. The other people are like, He's, the other girls yeah. are like thinking about it. Oh, They're yeah. like thinking deeply about it. Is James really worth it? <sighs> these these women just fell for James and and are still in love with james yeah. i i just don't get it that's cardigan sam oh my gosh is yeah. it really sam when you are young they say you know nothing and it's a good thing that we're old because we get we, we, we certainly knew a lot about that song so i know we both like to change the ending and not in this podcast but it's running like water down by the stream right in front of us this also means that we've come to the end of our trilogy oh wow i know and now i'm left wondering where do we go from here Ooh, i haven't even considered where we go from it's here it's me that it's, goes from it's here. it's you okay okay so should i go should i go vintage tea kind of taylor okay should i do brand new phone kind of taylor okay Sequin smile, black lipstick. What's it going to be? I don't know. Okay. So, here's what I'm thinking. We've been spending a lot of time in the folklore era, in her cabin, uh -huh. in the woods, 
I know it's time to leave folklore, mm -hmm. but are we out of the woods yet? Oh my <laughs> god! You didn't see that coming! No, I didn't! <laughs> Are we Whoa. out of the woods? Are we out of the woods? Are we out of the woods yet? Because I'm not. I'm still here. We are literally <laughs> currently in the woods. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Rachel, that is a heavy hitter song. Yes. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. We have, I, I've had so many requests that we do that song. I love that song so much. And I knew I needed to do a 1989 song. Because we're and getting it. couldn't have been more perfect. Oh. I've been wanting to do that song since style. Oh. So Kay. here we go. Great choice. Great choice. Cannot wait for that. Well, Rachel, I knew you'd miss me and be standing here in my cabin porch without a light, ready to podcast with me. I just hope you'll come back to me again soon so we can do this together in person, just like we are right now. Swiggies, we also hope that you will come back to us over on social media. Of course, you can follow us at Swift and Swigs Podcast over on Instagram and TikTok. And please leave us a review on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on. And we want to hear about your Eras Tour experience if you have attended the Eras Tour. So please leave us a little voice memo. You can do that by visiting our show notes and we'll get a little link to leave us a short clip. We just want to hear what show you went to, what your surprise songs were, what your favorite moments of the Eras Tour. And we're going to compile all of that in a soon to come episode. Honestly, Sam, I think we need to accept voice memos. Anytime. We want to know yes. all your thoughts. Like, yes. if you don't want to jump on the social media and do that biznatch, you can just leave us a voice mail message. Please, we want to hear from you guys. Um, any, any thoughts you have, we'll, yes. we'll take it. So, until then, thank you, as always, for listening to us. Rachel, this has been so much fun. What a song, what a trilogy, what an album, what an artist Taylor Swift is. That's all I can say. Cheers. We knew everything, Sam. Cheers.